The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, uh, even though he likes to lounge around the pool, doesn't like to get wet. Welcome, Jacob. Hardy har har. You brought it up. <laughs> I did bring it up. Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host. A man who just was begging to go on an adventure, and his name is Drew! <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Well, he, he always gets in trouble. <laughs> well, he's always getting in so much trouble. You just got to call him by his name all the time. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> all right. How are you doing, Jacob? Man, I'm doing pretty good. It's been it's interesting. Things are. I don't want to go into. Um, want to go to details about things going on, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like I think things are pretty good I, I, i've if things go right i'll i'll let you guys know what's going on but this is more personal stuff for me but uh i will let you guys know in the future either or this is stuff i'm already aware of right maybe that doesn't help me any no anyway <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 let you know after after broadcast it's nothing bad don't get me wrong it's nothing bad it's actually really good on this final season of the <laughs> Okay. Anyway, all right. All right. Anyway, how, how are you doing, Drew? I'm doing all right. It's been an interesting week. Uh, I apparently do not have skills at bowl- the bowling I thought I did because I didn't. I barely broke what seventy. Seventy. But hey, that was a that was a fun. That was, a fun that was fun. Oh my gosh, that was fun. I just apparently, in my defense, they didn't have a bowling ball in my weight in my finger size. True. Which I think is the problem we all had. Yes, we did. Like, there was one ball that was actually right for everybody, and it was uh, belong- It was somebody else's. Yeah. But anyway. Very true. Getting into the trivia for this week's episode. There are two songs in the Chipmunks adventure that were written by the creator of Alvin and the Chipmunks. What are they? Huh. I'm absolutely drawing a blank. What are they? Witch Doctor, which technically predates that is true. The, it does. Uh, it does. And the Chipmunks, and come on to my house, which is not a song I actually know, but Missy sings both. Miss uh, Missy, yeah, Missy, yeah, Missy sings both of these songs in the in the movie. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, that uh, Josh Adams, our, you know our our normal guy who's usually here. But for some reason, isn't tonight. Uh, he Maybe he's busy. He could be busy. Yeah, he said he mentioned uh, come on, come on, uh, my house. That's how he literally put it. And uh, he did mention I'll follow the rules and only put one of the answers this time because he did cheat last time uh, by okay. putting both. Ah, uh. and then Heather Morgan actually did put both, saying come on to my house and witch doctor. Ah, so would that be considered a tie? There are points being allocated, maybe. <laughs> I may right, have so not kept up with these things. <laughs> I'll admit. All right. 
it's all for fun anyway. Anyway, I will I'll leave another uh, trivia question at the end of this week's episode to answer next week when we announce next week's review. But in the meantime, Jacob, what have you been watching? Oh, dude, I've been watching a lot. Let's 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 go through. All right, so getting into things I've been watching. Uh, I just finished the uh, the next Netflix documentary, Challenger: The Final Mission, which mm-hmm. is about the. Uh, the uh, uh, the cha- the uh, space shuttle Challenger, which blew up uh, just after uh, launch, and that was just that was heartbreaking to watch. It was absolutely heartbreaking. It was on, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you can go watch it. There again, get ready to pro- get some uh, tissues out. It's it's very moving. Uh, I've watched also on Netflix. Uh, I'm a, I'm a documentary nut. I love documentary it's history and anything. I love mm-hmm. getting into it. Uh, this one I didn't know about downfall the case against boeing as in you know the boeing company boeing 747 right well boeing designed the boeing 747 max which is it's not one of the biggest crafts but it was our newest ones and apparently two of them crashed and boeing literally covered up everything and literally got away with it <laughs> they, okay. they, they they paid a bunch of money and yeah, the plane is still flying. They've made error. They made corrections, obviously, but it's just like, whoa. Okay. So yeah, really good documentary. If you want to watch something that is just like, what the heck was that? Uh, it's a good, good documentary. All right. So another one is, uh, I watched this last week. It's on Hulu and, uh, oddly enough, it's not complete on Hulu. Uh, it's called Gundam Origins. Uh, it's an origins of the original mobile suit Gundam. I was about to say that can't. That's not a documentary. That's a TV show. That's a TV series. TV series. Uh, anime. TV series. Really well done. There again, I, I don't know a whole lot about gu- the original uh, Gundam series. I know somebody who can let you know everything you could possibly want to know. Ah, uh, a friend of ours. Ah, okay. Which one? Chase. Chase knows about Gundam. Apparently. <laughs> Wow, okay. If not him, Dallas. Uh, Definitely Dallas, because Dallas is addicted. Okay, then. They could actually really go with Dallas and Chase, but anyway. Oh, gotcha. All right, so yeah, I watched that. Uh, Apparently, it'd be like, I don't know how long this series is. I'm watching, oh my gosh, amazing amazing storytelling. Uh, The origin of um, the the Red Comet, the main villain from the TV series, the original show. Uh, it's his origin. Sozen? Sozen? Huh? Sozen? I believe his name is Sozen. I'm not sure. He goes by many names throughout the entire But scene. I'm fairly certain his name is Sozen. But I could be wrong there. No, no Sozen, that's, uh, that's from Avatar. Yeah. You said comment. I went to... Never mind. <laughs> Either or. I'd be like... Never mind. Never mind. It's on Hulu. If you're interested, go watch it over there. Unless you have like the entire thing and it's like a complete on Hulu. So if you have it, can I borrow it in some way? Thank you very much. Um, because I was, I was itching, I was itching for the rest. So I was like, what happens next? But sadly, Hulu doesn't have it. Uh, so then I switched over to Disney plus and started Disney watching. Plus doesn't have any Gundam. No, but it has gargoyles. There is that. Yes. So I started watching gargoyle season two. I have gargoyle season one on, on DVD. And I was like, okay, yeah, the animation, there is a slight animation drop, but it's still good storytelling, amazing storytelling and all that. But uh, yeah, go check it out. If you have nostalgia for the TV series, Gargles came out in the mid mid to late 90s. 
really good series. The uh, person whose name I was trying to think of was Char. Yeah, Char Asbel. Which I got it uh, on Google, and as soon as I minimized, Mike Adams in our Facebook chat said the same thing. So, yeah, minus that's not his real name. <laughs> he stole that guy's name. <laughs> I take your word for it. I can only go off the names on here. Yeah, thank you, by the way. <laughs> so, Mike Adams, or whatever you, your name is, thank you. All right. Uh, so, as I was uh, compiling my my notes, I found another documentary that, there again, I am a true crime nut. I love true crime. Uh, also, with a good friend, friend of a, mine and ours, Ashley's, I love. As opposed to false crime. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, just be like, well, I guess, oh, I, 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 I fake someone's that. murder. Let's go figure out how how I fake the murder. I <laughs> didn't. I may have stolen five million dollars, and I may not. Hmm. May, maybe not. Uh. So yeah. Perhaps it was the fabulous baseball diamond. <laughs> I'm curious where that's coming from. <laughs> Great Muppet caper. Ah, thank you. We just saw it last year. We did, but we watched how many movies since then? <laughs> many, 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 many movies. Many movies. But yeah, so I started watching uh, this series on Netflix called Catching Killers. Watched the first episode. Can you guess who the first episode is all about? If, if you're not a true crime Jay Simpson. No, BTK. Burger the King? <laughs> no, BTK, Bind, Torture, Kill, also known as Dennis Raider. I would like to go on record. I've never heard of this, so I could not have guessed. Oh, jeez. Because I'm not a true crime nut. Okay, gotcha. So my true my true crime uh, aficionados out there, you know who I'm talking about. And oh my gosh. <laughs> That was like, okay, let's, let's, let's knock this one in the park with like one of the, not one of the worst ones, but pretty close. I could have gone with big, the cat too. And it would have been funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That cat is spelled with a C, but let's move on. Yes. Okay. So yes, I believe that is all I've been watching. So what have you been watching, Drew? What have I been watching? A lot of stuff. Uh... I've now drawn a complete blank on. Dun, dun, now that I've dun. said that out loud, <laughs> I guess really I, the only thing I really got a chance to watch was right before you came over because I started watching Batman the movie again. Yeah, the 1960, 1966. That's right, yeah. And the reason is because this Friday, mm-hmm. or last Friday, if you're listening to the audio version of this, mm-hmm. Either way, go check out the Retro Rewind episode on that, because I will be on that with some other members of the Culture Box media group. I'm not sure exactly who yet, because I haven't really looked at the who the message was sent to. I gotcha. But a couple of us are going to be on there. It's going to be a wild episode. That sounds like it. Uh, I will be uh, most likely be watching. At a concert, I'll be probably. at a concert uh, in a nearby town. Yes, I was going to make a joke about, you know, part of what you need to start a fire. But anyway, (laughs) we didn't start the fire. This isn't a Billy Joel concert. (laughs) No, no, it's not. No, but I know the chipmunks have done some Billy Joel songs. Yes, yes, they have. (laughs) All right. So. Oh, 
Uh, all the only other thing I've done is I picked up a new game. Really? This week. A little game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Okay. This is uh, a game. It's like Pokemon. You know Pokemon. Okay. Yes, I know I mean, Pokemon. I've played Pokemon. I know of this Pokemon but, you speak of. Right. But this is based in the same region as Diamond and Pearl, a.k.a. Gen 4. Okay. But set in the distant past. Hmm. And it's open world-ish. Really? I'm going to say ish, because it's there is some loading screens in some spots. Ah, uh-huh, okay. At least between the main town and the field, there is a loading screen. Oh, but, okay. Uh, interesting. What's what's inter- what's cool about this game, this version of Pokemon, besides all yeah. the others, A, all battles take place on you know the actual map you're on. Yeah. So you don't have to go off to another screen to do that. Um, you can see all the Pokemon that you, if you want to attack them, you can actually throw a Pokeball without attacking if, and maybe catch them that way. Cool. Uh, it is very interesting. It's very Breath of the Wild-ish. Very cool. Also, of course, I did start on Saturday my Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars stream. Okay. On that. And cool. then I'm still working through Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the full name because I don't remember it. <laughs> But it is the definitive edition. Okay. Last night's episode was kind of interesting. Okay. I kind of gave you a hint because I mentioned we were in the Snow Kingdom. Yeah. And uh, I don't have this muted. <laughs> uh, and this was at when I delivered the copy of the movie for you to watch. Yes. And I had mentioned that uh, it was you, you had mentioned it was like oh is this like uh, going to be like Frozen? I said, <laughs> well, I was kind of hoping, considering there's a witch involved, literally name dropped a witch. I assumed it might be like Narnia. Mm. You were closer than I was. Really? This place is Arendelle when you get right down to it. It's just enough different that it isn't. Yeah. But you do deal with a girl who reminds me a lot of Anna. Mm. Who is the who is the queen of Sniffleheim, and she's going up against a witch who has control of ice powers. Oh, okay. And that one. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who's played Dragon Quest, who hasn't played Dragon Quest Eleven, but wants to. But uh, that was a thing. Interesting. <laughs> it was actually a very fun set of levels. Uh, at one point, we're trying to seal the witch. Doesn't really tell you anything. Of course, we've got to try and seal the witch at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of put her down. And they're reading off the spell. And the last word, he, he, the guy starts to read it. He says, how do you pronounce this word? I wonder how you pronounce this word. He goes, oh, I, I, oh, I, I know what it was. Hexacalifragilistic expialidocious. Okay, then. You know, just one couple letters <laughs> off of supercalifragilistic <laughs> expialidocious. Yeah. Um, diddly, um, diddly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is like. And I laughed my butt off in that stream. Of course, I did have some other issues with the stream last night, but we still went live, had a good time. Join us for that when those come. But yeah. All right. That's pretty much what I've been watching and playing. Oh, cool. I did forget one thing. I I have been listening to a new podcast that Drew mentioned, I think, last, last week. week. Last week. Uh, Power Rangers, the audio drama. I How just, far are you in that? I finished season one. I'm, okay. I'm about halfway through what has been recorded for season two. And season one, I absolutely enjoyed tremendously. I love how they ended it. 
Uh, I know you. I know you mentioned how the you some things in season two I don't particularly like, but overall I'm enjoying it. Yeah, same here. There, there's there, there's a few too much shipping. What's going on? Let's say that. Uh, yes, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, and I don't like the direction they're they're taking with one particular character, but I suspect that may not last after the second season. But I'm guessing. Yeah, they're kind of mixing the plots of Mighty Morphin season two and season three in this audio drama. Yes, I yeah I noticed Very much so. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a it's a if you are have nostalgia for Power Rangers in any fashion or form, uh, I would highly recommend this podcast. It's good. It's not it's not sponsored by Saban or Hasbro and, or, or anyone, us for that matter. No, it's not. But it's just more recommendation. Uh, it's a good audio drama to listen to. It's very well done. Uh, there's it's it's got some problems here and there, but you know it doesn't everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. But overall, it's really good. I really enjoy it. And uh, I can't. I'd be like, I'm slowly grinding my way through the uh, the the morphing grid of this this uh, podcast. So I'm I'm looking forward to see where they're going with this. Has a no. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. I don't want to ask something that might spoil something. Ah. Hmm. But anyway. Anyways, yeah. So that thing brings us to the end of what we've been watching and listening to and playing. And maybe we ought to change this segment to what we're consuming. Because <laughs> I think that's more accurate here. Nom, 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 nom. But, except for food. We won't talk about food. <laughs> uh, what do we got in the news? Yeah, because we're, we're, we're all kind of like Theodore. We've got to consume something. <laughs> he tries. He tries so hard. I feel food. sorry for him in Greece. <laughs> we'll, we'll get yes, to that in a minute. We'll get there. Uh, all right. So in the news, uh, Illumination and Universal uh, Universal has announced their, rele- their release dates for their upcoming animated movies. Uh, Migration, uh, the title of the film, which will come out June 30th, 2023. And Despicable Me 4, July, 20- July 23rd, 2023. 2024, sorry. Uh, Migration is an original animated feature. Um uh, they're really. Uh, let me see if there's the plot is described as a modern day commentary, comment, a modern day comedy about a family of ducks led by an overprotective father who attempts to have a vacation of a lifetime as they fly for fly from New England through New York City, and their final destination is the Bahamas. The movie will open on, like I said before, on June thirtieth, two thousand twenty-three, against. Disney's fifth installment of the Indiana Jones movie. Why does this sound like a duck version of National Lampoon's Vacation? I have no idea. All right, so Boy, you haven't seen that, have you? No, I haven't. Never mind. Um, so Illumination also is they are planning their fourth installment of the Spickle Me, Me franchise. Uh, apparently, Steve Carell will return as the mastermind of Gru. I'm saying that right. Grew. Grew. Yeah. Um, there's really no information on the script right now. The script is currently being written and is also being the pre-production is uh, underway. Um, so interesting movie that is being uh, greenlit by Sky Dance Animation Studios. Mm-hmm. 
All right. With the release of its debut feature film, right around the corner, Sky Skydance Animation announced an exclusive, uh, exciting addition to its movie slate. Oscar-winning Hel- uh, Helmer Brad Bird's Ray Gunn. The project will be mark his first return to animation animation since Sky um, Pixar's box office record hit the. Incredibles 2 in 2018. Bird is re- reunited with ousted Pixar leader John Lasseter, who is the head of Sky of Skydance Animation, is producing the studio re- is producing producer for the studio alongside uh, the CEO of the company. Um, they're really their details of Ray Gunn's plot has not been revealed except for Lasseter and president Holly Edwards referring to it. It's immersive world and rich characters, but is, but it is probably unrelated to it's probably unrelated to a certain Chicago artist of the same name. All right, so that is all I had for an info stuff, unless you have something else. Uh, not that I know of. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our spoiler-free thoughts yeah. on the Chipmunk Adventure. Believe it or not, I think I have seen at least part of this movie before this viewing. Hmm. I think I caught it on Cartoon Network once. Okay. The, the end of it, anyway. Hmm. But uh, I enjoyed what I watched. It's not the greatest movie out there by far, but for what it is, it's actually a very good movie. I enjoyed it. It's got a lot of good songs. It's, I think it, the animation is far better than it has any right to be. Agreed. Uh, some of some things we'll get into in in the full review, but uh, it's a good movie if you can find a copy of it somewhere. Because from what we can tell, it's out of print at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and if you want a copy, they're expensive. <laughs> yes. Although I never checked half price to mm. see if they had a used copy for sale uh. somewhere. It was expensive on Amazon. Ah. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, what did you think? Um, my first recollection was from back when I was very young. Uh, this was 87, so I would have been around four, about four years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember enjoying it as a kid, not really understanding most of the plot, what's going on. But now as an adult rewatching the film, it's like, there's some really good animation in this. Like Drew said, be like for a film that comes off the heels of the TV show from the eighties, this is very well done. And there's a lot of just marvelous gym of animation. And then there's some things like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of rock and roll in so many bad ways. Specifically, <laughs> rock and rule. Yeah, r- yeah, rock and roll. It's a hard. It's weird. It's that's a weird movie. That is a weird movie. Just uh, just bear that in mind as we do the review. Yes, one so, of the characters looks like he was from rock and roll. Indeed. So yeah, I I enjoyed this film tremendously. Uh, Namely, I'm thinking of the one that Discount Tommy was so. But anyway. Very true. So, either way, I enjoy the film. I do have problems with it, but we'll get there when we get there and yes. our likes and dislikes. Indeed. Which I think brings us to the end of our spoiler-free section. 
So let's go ahead and hit the uh, intermission and we will get to spoiling this thing. Don't forget that you can download, download? Don't forget that you can't, uh, don't forget that you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And at our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. Every other week, join the Retro Rewind Pod as they travel back 15 or more years along the entertainment space-time continuum in their mission to review movies and games, establishing what is still worth your time today. Expect fun banter and trivial insights from Francisco and Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers, and rotating guest hosts who are all out of time. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, (laughs) who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all of Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. The following is a spoiler-filled review. Bum, 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 bum. For the chipmunk ahead, the adventure. If bum, you don't bum, want bum, to be spoiled right bum, now, bum, better turn us off and come back after you have watched the movie. I may have had a little too much fun. Just a little that. bit. Bravo. Bravo. Uh, that was good. That was so good. The Chipmunk Adventure was well, first off, I need to point out that the Chipmunk Adventure's writer and director mm-hmm. are both like both of the main cast. Yeah. Cause so uh Ross Bagdasarian Jr. was the writer. He voices Dave, Dave uh, yeah, Dave, Alvin, and Simon. In the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, in uh, he re and pretty much all he's ever voiced are those characters of the chipmunks of the chipmunks. But the one I found the non chipmunk thing that I found him in that I thought was interesting and something we may have to find a way to do at some point. Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. This was an anti-drug PSA. There, they got. Oh, dude, of, I remember that. All of the cartoon characters on. I think oh my gosh! Together. All right. So, if you somehow have a copy of this, anybody who has it, please get in contact. We would do a review that, of that. That will in, be fun. in a in a minute. <laughs> Just please, because that was amazing as a kid. Sure, it was. Uh, oh, believe me, it was. <laughs> Janice Carmen was the director of the movie. She was also a writer on the movie. And she is the voice of Theodore, Brittany, Jeanette, and Eleanor. 
and all of her non uh, chipmunk and chipette roles are not safe for work. Oh, <laughs> from yeah. what I saw. Whoa! I, nice, <laughs> I saw some things. It's like, oh, I didn't know you could write that word on IMDb. <laughs> Whoa! Um, but the nicest say what? <laughs> outside of the chipmunks, the nicest thing I saw was something called. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but I clicked on the picture because I was curious. And this, well, they were showing. Uh, oh. <laughs> you didn't see oh. anything? Oh, okay. But it was from viewed from the back, but a woman showing off to a, to a boyfriend. Ah. Let's just say that. I got you. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dottie Goodman was the voice of Miss Miller. And in the movie Grease... She is the voice of Blanche. Really? I don't know who Blanche is in the movie, even though I've seen Grease. Mm. I'm not recalling who Blanche is either, but... but Yeah. Uh, Susan Tyrell was the voice of Claudia Furchestian. I'm probably saying that name wrong. Mm. The character's name. Yeah. The evil woman. The, the villainous woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Yeah. Uh, and in Extreme Ghostbusters, she was the voice of Akira. Mm. Or Akira, something to that effect. Mm. I have no idea who that is. I don't either. She had a lot of like onesies and twosies role, and this was at least something I knew we both had heard of. Okay. At least the show. Uh, Anthony DeLongis was the voice of Klaus for sh- the, evil, the evil guy. Klaus. Klaus. And in the live action Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the voice. He's, he played Blade. Oh, my. I know exactly who he's talking about there. I, I I have I've, I'm on certain Facebook groups mm-hmm. that love Masters of the Universe the movie, even though I disagree with it. It's just be like nostalgia, but yes. oh my gosh, it's not a good movie. But it's there's there's so many little things about the movie. That it's, it's good, but at the same time, it's just it's bad. <laughs> Either or. Yes. Well, I haven't got to say this name. As part of the cast list in a while, because for the most part, he's been in kind of additional voices for a long right. while. Right. But our good friend, Frank Welker, who we wish we actually knew, uh, was the voice of Sophie, the native chief, the baby penguin, and additional voices mm-hmm. in this movie. And in, he was the voice of Astro in the Jetsons and WWE Robo WrestleMania. Ruh-roh. Apparently the, la- the only... Uh, the the newest Jetsons the first Jetsons movie since Jetsons the movie oh wow yeah that's crazy you may have to look that one up I may have to Nancy Cartwright was the voice of the Arabian Prince mm-hmm. she is probably most well known for playing Bart Simpson on the Simpsons but in Godzilla specifically the 1998 oh version, got it. She was the voice of Cayman's secretary. Cayman was the uh, lead anchor that our female protagonist was. That's right. Yeah, yeah, up yeah. Against. Yeah. Ken Sansom was the voice of Inspector Jamal, and he is Rabbit in Winnie the Pooh. Hmm. And Mel Blank was additional voices. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know who, but he was additional voices. And he was uncredited. Wow. I don't know how you'd not credit Mel Blanc mm-hmm. at this time. This is like a year or two before his death. Yeah. 
But of course, he's most well known for playing seventy five percent of all Looney Tunes characters back yeah, in the day, and a bunch of other stuff. Mostly Bugs Bunny, Daffy mm-hmm. Duck, and Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, uh huh, and a bunch of others. Which brings us to our Kingdom Hearts connections, which are Frank Welker, who mm-hmm. played Experiment Two Two One Sparky in uh, Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep. Mm-hmm. The Stitch level. Yeah. Ken Sansom reprised his role as Rabbit in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. What do we got in info and stuff? All right, so real quick question. How do you pronounce the uh, the guy who created... Magnusarian the... is my best estimation. Magnusarian? Magnusarian. Magnusarian. Thank you. All right, because, so... Because, I mean, the entire franchise up until... Well, it, up until now that it's been put up for sale, and Paramount is looking at purchasing all of Alvin and the Chipmunks. Wow. Uh, it's all been handled by that one family. Wow. So we might actually get a release of this film. Yeah, after Maybe. we don't need it anymore. <laughs> True. All right, so... All right, so info stuff on IMDb it has a score of 7.2 out of 10. It was produced by Bagasin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Bagdasarian. Ba- Bagdasarian. Bagdasarian. I don't Productions. even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but. Yeah, Bagdasarian Productions. Distributed by Samuel Golden Company. It was released on May 22nd, 1987. It's box office. It, I, I couldn't find a. Um, an estimated budget whatsoever on this film whatsoever. I know that the uh, the company in question paid for it itself because they couldn't get anybody else to do it. And plus, when with the with the large revenue they were getting with the TV show, mm-hmm. they decided to fund it themselves. So we have there. There's no information, no data, no nothing on how much the money how much money was spent to create this film. And I'm fairly certain it was a pretty good chunk. It feels like they threw money at this. Yeah, that's what it feels like. All right. So, uh, it's opening U.S. and Canada weekend was $2.5 million, and that was on May 25th, 1987. It's U.S. gross. That's that's a little better. Not much. Uh, was $6.8 million, and it's uh, uh, international was the same. So there again, with no budget information whatsoever, we don't know if this movie made bank or it lost it. I have no idea. So, all right, going to home release. Uh, it was released on VHS uh, by Libran Home Video in 1988, uh, Warner Home Video in 1993, and Universal Studios Home Video on March 19th, March 17th, 1998. This is all on VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, on May 23rd, 2006, the film was released on DVD by Paramount Home Entertainment, digitally remastered from the original original 37 millimeter film and presented in a 5.1 surround sound. A special edition, a special and DVD re-release of this film with a bonus CD, which is the same soundtrack disc, was released on 
April 1st of all, of all days, April 1st, 2008, uh, which matches that of the live action computer generated Alvin and Chipmunks movie that came out of that same year. And another DVD volume, Alvin and the Chipmunks go to the movies was, this is also included on March 23rd, on March 25th, 2014, the film was released on Blu-ray for the first time. Now, I believe that came with a bundle, like a bundle, bundle packet or whatever. Uh, it may have been on Blu-ray, but I suspect it was a bunch of other movies on that same disc. Probably. So it probably was not 1080p. It was, which honestly, for animation, you may not even need. Right. I say as I've watched 4K animation, but anyway. Mm-hmm. But either way, that's that's all I have for an info and stuff. Well. Interesting note based on, you said you don't know how, we, we talked about how it looks like they threw a bag of money at this, but we don't know how much. Pretty much. Part of the reason this movie does look so good hmm? is because it includes the work of former Disney animators, uh-huh. Dan Haskett, Glenn Keane, mm-hmm. and Dave Pruxma. Mm-hmm. It is the first movie they made after being laid off by Disney <laughs> after the box office failure of The Black Cauldron. Yeah. Thank you, Disney. Bagdasarian Productions hired them afterwards. Because yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah. All these amazing talents just let go and be like, oh, come work with us for a project. <laughs> yeah. And many of these guys would go yeah. back to Disney and do amazing work over there. Right. But for now, they drew chipmunks dancing. Yes. <laughs> like to a lot gosh. of music. Yes. Still fa- more than it deserves to be. Uh, the soundtrack of the film contains an unused song that was not used in the movie called "Flying with the Eagles." Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And mo- some of the song, some of the soundtrack versions of the songs "Weekend in France," "Mexican Holiday," and "Diamond Dolls" play much differently on the album than they do in the film. Really? Mm-hmm. While Alvin and Theodore are recording Dave's voice so they can trick Miss Miller, Simon is reading a book on stress. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. This was originally meant to be released on Christmas Day of 86 mm-hmm. before being pushed to May of the following year. Mm-hmm. Production of the movie became too time-consuming, and with the deadline for the completed project fast approaching, several scenes in the original script had to be rewritten to make them simpler for the animators to animate, including the sacrificing scene mm. at, the, uh, at, at the tribal thing where they're going to sacrifice Theodore. Yeah. Uh, or cut from the script completely, thus resulting in a much shorter movie with fewer locations uh, than the Chipmunks and Chipettes actually visit. Yeah, isn't there one scene where they, it's actually in Russia? For like a short second. Yeah, apparently there was an extended. There's an extended scene that was cut from the film that includes them being in Russia. I would assume they would be cold. I would think so, but that's the tr- all the trivia I've got for all this. Right. Um. Oh, I didn't read the summary, did I? No, you didn't. Let me do that then. Kind of jumped ahead because I was thinking, ooh, I got to talk about Glenn Keane again. <laughs> hey, no problem with talking about Glenn Keane. He's the master. Getting into the summary, when their guardian, Dave Seville, goes to Europe on business, the chipmunks, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, are left home in Los Angeles with their babysitter, Miss Miller. Later, the chipmunks and the chipettes, Brittany, Jeanette, and Eleanor, Play the arcade game around the world in 30 days, and Alvin and Brittany argue over which would win an actual race around the world. 
They are overheard by international diamond smuggling siblings, Claudia and Klaus, who have $5 million worth of diamonds to distribute to buyers, but no couriers who are unknown to their nemesis, Jamal. Claudia tricks the children into being unwitting mules, offering to arrange a real race around the world between the chipmunks and the chippets for a $100,000 prize. To participate, Alvin records a phone call to Dave and edits it to trick Miss Miller into believing that Dave wants the chipmunks to meet him in Europe. The two teams set off by hot air balloon, each given a different route and 12 dolls made in their likeness, which they are to exchange at designated locations for dolls in the likenesses of the other team to confirm they visited the locations. Unbeknownst to them, their dolls are filled with diamonds, and those they are receiving contain cash. The, the siblings, Butler, Mario, is secretly an informant for Jamal, who dispatches two of his men to acquire the dolls. The chipmunks' first stop is in Mexico City, where they join in a fiesta. In Bermuda, the chipettes scuba dive to make their first exchange, and Brittany is almost eaten by a shark. That would have been a short movie. Yeah. The teams continue their journeys, exchanging their dolls in various countries along the way. Jamal's men tail them, but fail to get the dolls due to various mishaps. The teams cross paths in Athens, where they try to outperform one another in a musical numbers at the Acropolis and are almost spotted by Dave. Frustrated by his men's failures, Jamal enlists the aid of a young sheik who has his mercenaries capture the chipettes in Giza. Rather than turn them over to Jamal, the prince desires instead to marry Brittany and gifts her a baby penguin. The girls perform a song to charm the cobras, guarding their dolls, escape in their balloon, and detour to Antarctica to return the baby penguin to its family. Learning that they have deviated from their route, Claudia sends her thugs after them. The girls escape but discover the diamonds and cash inside the dolls, realize they have been deceived, and set out to find the boys. Meanwhile, the chipmunks take a shortcut through a jungle, where they are captured by a native tribe who named Theodore their Prince of Plenty and force Alvin and Simon to be his slaves. Then they soon learn that they are to be sacrificed by being dropped into a pit of crocodiles. By performing the song Wooly Bully to entertain the natives, they stall their execution and are rescued by the chipettes. Claudia discovers Mario passing information to Jamal, who is revealed to be an Interpol inspector. The children land at Los Angeles International Airport at the same time as Dave's returning flight and are chased by the, the siblings, who get them to surrender by falsely saying that they have kidnapped Miss Miller. Dave sees them being taken away in the, in the siblings' car and joins Jamal in pursuit. Miss Miller is absentmindedly driving the wrong way on a one-way street on her way to pick up Dave and accidentally runs the siblings off the road. They are arrested by Jamal and the children are reunited with Dave. Alvin and Brittany argue over who won the race, much to the adults' frustration. Surprise, surprise to no one. <laughs> My first like for this movie? Yeah. The animation. Oh, absolutely. Is entirely too good for what this movie is. Indeed. That sounds like I'm being mean and saying this movie didn't deserve good animation. No, no. The movie deserves... any. Every movie deserves the best animation that can be given to it, in my opinion. But for what this is, this is not what I expect. I expect, you know, something along the lines of a really high-budget Saturday morning cartoon. This is a Disney movie starring chipmunks. That yeah. They're not... Uh, Chip and Dale. Very true. It also was animated by former Disney employees. Yeah, <laughs> and it shows. It does. There is some spots in here. It's like that animation is far too smooth for what I'm sh used to seeing on this. Indeed. Sort of thing. 
So, yeah, my first like on this is how good the animation is for something that sh anybody else would have just quickly put out and then not paid attention to. Agreed. Hasbro. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I completely agree with you. My first like is the stunning animation. There, there are so many like different scenes with just how they captured the motion and everything. It's just absolutely incredible. You, you have, uh, like, it's it's a movie that, like Drew said, has what you think would be like, it's like, oh, this is going to be, like, maybe a low tier, like, a maybe, like, they put a little more money into... I'm expecting something along the lines of Transformers the movie and G.I. Joe the movie. Oh, because, I mean, those, while they are good, high-quality animations for what they are, they're yeah. still Saturday morning cartoon quality. Yeah, I agree. This is not. This is feature-length animation Disney quality. Oh, agreed. Completely agreed. This is the kind of thing Don Bluth will be putting out, like, very not long after this. Yeah. But actually, around the exact same and time. what Disney was putting out around this time. Yeah, just... This is that top, high quality. Top-tier top animation. Which is absolutely ridiculous a group. a movie about chipmunks... Going around the world going in around the balloons. world in 30 days and singing exactly. rock and roll songs. <laughs> half of which you can't understand because of the squeaky voices. Exactly. So, yes, absolutely incredible animation. That you, you have... Incredible artists like Glenn Keane who are behind this. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows I love Glenn Keane. I love his, like, like hey, he obviously he draws in the Disney style, but right. man, he's so good. Can, can I mention again, I love Glenn Keane's art. Let's just say in uh, either or uh, the fact that he designed, you know, or Tangle to be like, yeah, just saying. Either or. Uh, <laughs> Can't you tell I love Tangled? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, think. But absolutely in love the animation in this movie. It's fantastic. It's top, top tier. There, there are some like, oh my gosh, you got things a little too accurate uh, in this. More on that later. <laughs> More on that later. But my first like is the stunning and incredible animation for this film. What's your second like? My second like is the music video sequences. Oh, <laughs> and there's multiple ones throughout the whole thing. A lot of that does come to the top-notch animation we just talked about. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, so many of these, it's like you kind of get, are getting into. Oh, yeah. Going. Mm -hmm. um, so many, even Disney movies, I don't quite get into the music sequences like mm. as much as I was getting into this. Yeah. Now, granted, we're talking rock and roll songs. Yeah. Or, uh, and of the 80s and 70s, which is like when rock and roll was at its peak, in my opinion. Yeah, in some, in some cases, yes. Yeah. This is when there a lot of the good songs were being made. I guess. Yeah. I'm not saying there weren't song, good songs made after this, but this is like when... Or even before that. This is... Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. There's... It's like, this is like... right. This is like a one of the echelons, mm. to use a term you might not yeah. be aware of. Oh, I'm aware. Okay, never mind. Um, it's the way the... And I especially liked Wooly Bully. Yeah, How Wooly they Bully. worked in the Watch It Nows with Alvin. Oh, from yeah. From the original song. Yeah. Watch it's like, watch it now. Watch, watch it, it now. now. Nope. I don't want that fire. Watch it now. <laughs> that was clever. That, that was, was very, very clever. clever. And oh, my how gosh. they worked in the uh, Frank Welkers. 
Only singing role ever, as far as I know. Really? Well, he's, he does say Wooly Bully a couple times. He does? He's the chief. Oh, yeah, he is the chief. That's right. He's I forgot. the chief in this he's movie. He's the chief. I keep thinking he's only the dog. No, he's the chief in this movie, and he has, and he sings the Wooly Bully part, part of the chorus. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes when it comes around. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And, and so as far as I know, it's like the only time Frank Welker has sung in a film Possibly. That I'm aware of. Yes. Keywords there. Uh, so I especially like that part. It was fun. Uh, I, I did like also the uh, animation and the, the, the shots of during the, the snake charming scene, even though I'm not a, the song didn't hit for me as well. Yeah. But then you got girls of rock and roll. Oh, just oh. Around the Greek mm, Arcopolis. Yes. And it's like, Dude, this is awesome. This is like you stole animation from the under the sea in Little Mermaid for this. You had to have. <laughs> well, especially the scene of the chipmunks and chipettes doing that uh, dance together. Yeah, on, on what I think is technically a sarcophagus, Maybe. a table of some sort. Well, that that scene you're you. When you're talking about like the the idea of using the Little Mermaid or something like that, I think I think of the scene where the the chipettes are in underwater and they get chased by the shark. I thought of that too. Yeah, I thought of that too. Now, granted, uh, Little Mermaid was in production at that time, right? And I'm, I'm just that was just the first. I, I just know there is a shot during Under the Sea where they do that kind of uh, ballroom style dance maneuver that they do in the middle of that song. True. That I is know, so true. I know it's, it looks, it's at a different angle, so yeah. it's not the same animation, obviously. But right. It's what it reminded me of. I gotcha. So yeah, that's my second like. Okay. What's yours? Uh, my second like, you did hit on it, was, it's one of the, the scene that I remember so clearly as a child is the girls are rock and roll scene in Athens. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, look at this. Like animation just, mm, Ah, French kiss. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Just like the, the dance moves, the whole bit. Granted, this is the eighties. So it's gonna be eighties galore. It's going to be like, you know, pop, nah, 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 whatever. And just like awesome rock melodies. The whole, what? It's like pop. It's like, what the crap are you saying? I have no idea. I don't think that's English. <laughs> But Art either thou speaking in tongues, maybe. Okay, <laughs> maybe I'm speaking in bow wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, rough. Uh, yes, it has been very rough. <laughs> it's been very rough. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this entire dance move is incredible. Uh, there again, I have very fond memories of the scene. Just like wow, the animation again. French kiss, French kiss, amazing. Uh, chef's kiss. I'm sorry, French. French. I don't know. What does say? French kiss. I meant chef. But the French kiss. kiss is when you stick your yeah. tongue in the hush. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that you're is. Doing, you're doing the whole like it tastes good. Yes, it tastes good. Yeah. E- yeah. Either, Never mind. Either or. Either or. Uh, absolutely, in I love this scene to death. the the court the choreography with the the chipettes and the chipmunks are absolutely stunning, and I just enjoy the scene for what it is. And 
uh, Alvin being in Athens at the exact same time, and he's you know, like this far from Dave. Uh, Dave, I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> Dave discovering it, but he's 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 just one step behind them. <laughs> And how, it has to be one step behind them. Otherwise, the movie doesn't work. That is true. This but, would have been a short movie if the chipmunks and the chipettes got caught in Athens. That is true. But how could you not hear these two, these two little this, chipmunks yelling I at each other? I have the same question. <laughs> there are some logistical issues that I kind of ignore. Right. I'm kind of getting into my third like. Here, Go for by it. By the way. Go for it. But um, the thing is. I know I have come across in some of our more recent reviews for asking too much of a film right? <laughs> with its logistics. This is one of the... I th- and I think part of that is is because some of the stuff I have had high expectations for for what it was doing or what it was. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Going into this movie, my expectations were very low. Okay. So... It, low enough that it would not have been hard to meet and break my ex- exceed my yeah. exceptions, my exceptions, my uh, expectations. Yeah. That being said, the fact that it, this is a rock and roll tour movie, pretty this much. Is, this is a eighties rock. Let's say yes, that. and it's kind of along the lines of uh, the old. Uh, oh, I don't remember who was in those, but it's the, like the road, the road to uh, Morocco movie. Like way back in the day, okay, super old. Where they there is a musical where they sing along with it, but things that would be uh, most of the logistics are kind of thrown out the window to make room for the fact that we need to get from point A to B to C without much hurt, worry. I got still be funny and still have songs to go along with it. and that's kind of what this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, I could talk about the logistics of two major rock and roll supergroups, which is kind of how I remember it being in the show, mm-hmm. going on a trip around the world and it never showing up on the news for Miss Miller or Dave to catch. Yeah. Or anybody else for that matter. Agreed. Especially since every time they get somewhere, they do a dance party. <laughs> That is true. And I could complain about that, except I kind of don't care in this one <laughs> because it's a rock. It's it's a it's a road rock, road trip rock and roll movie. Agreed. It's not meant to be taken this seriously. No, You're it's just not supposed to go with it. And for anyone who's saying, "Yeah, how how does that work into some of the other stuff you did?" Like I said, I had high expectations for what it was doing and what it was attempting to do, and it didn't meet them. True. This. Didn't have to fight much. <laughs> and it did very well with what it was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And w- the minute I met, realized this is a road trip movie and I don't really need to be thinking too hard about it, mm-hmm. it's because it's not really trying to do a whole lot other than have high-pitched uh, s- singing occur at random locations while they travel around the world mm-hmm. to do things they couldn't do in the cartoon. Yeah. So, the Saturday morning cartoon, that's the entire point of this then uh, I can just sit back and relax and enjoy the very extremely fluid animation that is too good for this movie. Mm. All righty. So yeah, that's my third like. Okay, so going in my third third like is more the... All I gotta say is poor Theodore. Poor Theodore. The entire he movie. just 
wanted a snack, <laughs> food of something. I understand he I, is he's a I, comedy relief for the film. I, I get it. Oh, the food is the running gag with yes. Theodore because yes. he likes to eat. I think Eleanor's a little pudgier than he is. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, I I understand. <laughs> she probably likes to eat too. Yeah. Uh, and there are counterparts. Yeah. But yeah, he never. Every time. Every he, single time. I don't think he got to eat anything in this movie. Yeah, like like even the point he has until, an apple well, and it's stolen until, by an angle. Until he's the Prince of Plenty. Yes, exactly. Until, and then he eats. He makes up for every lost meal <laughs> in the movie. To the point where we, his character is revealed and is literally downing a bowl of whatever. Yeah, it's like, you took me away from my tacos in Mexico and from my whatever that couscous. Yeah, couscous. Couscous in Greece. Oh my gosh. I am now going to eat whatever this I'm going to is. gorge myself in everything. Whatever, whatever this tribal <laughs> snot is. I don't know. The tribal snot might have been interesting. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the the entire gag of Theodore, just his food, his his craving, his his uh, his gluttony, never being satisfied with nothing. That it's it's, he, all, it's always taken away from him at like the last minute. It's a good thing he wasn't with the Chipettes, or uh, that penguin would not have made it to. Anna oh my now. gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, uh, that was just. I, I I don't think Theodore would ate the penguin. No, but no. he would have been tempted. Probably would have been tempted. He probably a saw him as a after like, the after the hunger pains came in. He yeah, whatever was in that. Cooler. That is true because he never eats anything until he gets the the uh, yeah. the the uh, the, the so village he gets to the tribal village and then he, he downs uh, tribal snot as I keep calling it <laughs> tribal snot. But yeah, it's just that whole the whole running gag that. Just that whole gag was absolutely hysterical. And I felt so bad for the character at the same time. It's so funny and so clever how they do it every yeah. time. Even the fact that like, he has an apple with him in one scene. He's about to take a bite and he gets snatched by an eagle. No. I was like, that was so clever. Um, <laughs> I know you're trying to make him hungry so he'll ignore his brothers in the last act, but come on. <laughs> Let uh, the boy eat. That is true. So I, I do want to throw a little, a little, little bit of a bonus here. There's the, the scene where uh, the the chipettes are escaping from um, Cairo. They're escaping from Cairo, Cairo and uh, Egypt. Either way, Egypt, Cairo. It's the same. It's the same country. So Cairo is a city in Egypt. It's not the yes. Whole country. I know and that I it's think, related. And I don't think they ever actually said where the city, wh which city they were in. Uh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> So there's yes, yeah, so there's a scene where uh, what was the uh, the youngest of the chipettes? What's what's her name? Eleanor. Eleanor. So Eleanor has stowed away the little penguin, and uh, Brittany is just doesn't care. It's like oh my gosh, we got to get here and here and here. And the fact to be like this little penguin like breaks the the very selfish, very uh, self centered uh, Alvin's counterpart. It's like okay, Brittany. Brittany. I, I yeah, it's, yeah. Her name is Brittany, and I just thought that was very. It was like okay, this was cool, and we get a, a like to see her, like her soften just a little bit, and I thought that was very cool. Just the like oh, we got to go do this, we got to do this, and all her selfishness and is broken by looking at this little penguin who's literally starving to death. They got to go back to Antarctica, and I was like oh, okay, interesting. 
So yeah, that's a little bonus yeah. I wanted to throw out there. But yeah, all right. So let's get into our dislikes. Yes, let's get into the dislikes. First, my first dislike: the art style they chose to draw for the pe- for the, all the people in this. Oh, dude! And by the people, I mean humans. Yes. because they all look like they their faces are giant slabs of wood. Dave included. Mm. <laughs> Dave looks horrible considering they had a model for him from the cartoon and they redrew it to give him more detail. And it's like, Dave, I think that looks like it hurts. <laughs> Did you get stung by like a thousand bees? And let's not get into Miss Miller who looks like uh, oh. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, you sh- you should you should have seen when Good like the the, the 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 first time we got a glimpse of this because we were it, like me almost almost thirty years almost thirty years later yes and so we're we're watching the 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 video with no audio and we're literally making a uh, we could have had a, a, a riff track riff track a riff track of this it's like what the heck's going on it was so amazing so yeah I just wanted to hear up and say that that was funny oh man yeah. but. Then you get to the siblings, as I kept calling them, because I can't pronounce their last name. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Now, the woman is all right. Yeah. For the most part. She's yeah. overdrawn, like everybody, like all the other humans in yeah. this movie. Yeah. But yeah. she's, for the most part, all right. Klaus, on the other hand. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that scene in the pool where he's laughing, and the only thing that's moving is his shoulders. So Larry's going, ha, 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 ha. I was like, what the crap is wrong with you? (laughs) Do you have a itch on your back that you're trying to scratch? You just got to pull a balloon. Apparently on a rubber raft. That's going to be popped by a dog. Very soon, yes. (laughs) Yes. And I I mentioned it earlier, but this guy looks weird. Yeah, this guy is like the most a uh, weirdly drawn character. We both mentioned that he looks like the main villain in Rock and Rule. Yes, but the thing is, he also looks like Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Oh my! And if you are a child, do not watch that movie. Oh my gosh, no! If you I've have, never watched it. Don't watch it. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> He's, you kind of wonder if he's an alien from another planet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I don't mean the character. I mean the actor. <laughs> yeah, he's not an elf. He's just a bad actor. <laughs> he's got... I know it's Eastern European, which is kind of what they were going for here. Because they're right. obviously European bad guys. This is still around. And this is still before the Berlin Wall fell. Right. So, I mean, communists are still kind of your... Yeah, unanimous bad guys, which Eastern European that would work because they're obviously not Russian. No, but they are kind of Eastern European, uh, of enriched Eastern European, so they betrayed their country. I guess I don't know. That's the other problem with these characters. We know nothing else about them other than they they're diamond stealers. Yeah, and they're trying to resell their diamonds illegally. And apparently, they do have enough money that they can fund a worldwide two adventure. worldwide adventures. And all of the logistics that it would require to get the dolls where they were going. Yeah. So they could be switched out. Including shutting down the uh, Cluck and Taco. The Cluck and Taco. The Cluck and Taco. (laughs) And having a sombrero mechanical thing where you drop your Theodore doll in and out pops an Eleanor. (laughs) It's like... 
couldn't you have handled the switch off a little better? Yeah. Without, you know, because he, here's my mind. Okay. Here's my mind here. You are trying to get the money for these diamonds and deliver mm-hmm. product. Take out the illegal parts of what they're doing. You have a, you are trying to deliver a product to a customer mm-hmm. and then receive payment you already are having to do it without, you know, just being standing in front of each other because mm-hmm. of reasons. Why on earth are you spending so much more money to get two teams of chipmunks, <laughs> chipmunk rock stars, I might add. That is true. And hot air balloons that can somehow travel all the way around the world. Bear in mind, chipmunks don't know how to, these chipmunks do not know how to operate. They made that very clear in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And <laughs> and healing blues can't stay up that long. <laughs> and you shut down a restaurant that most probably may, may not be making too much money because it was in Mexico and it was looked like it was a Tex-Mex restaurant. Probably not making as much money as they would have liked. But you still put up this little sombrero mech thing that is probably not part of the original per, uh, design of this restaurant. I don't get it. Yeah. Why would you do this? It's this weird. Makes, this is not efficient business. Granted, I should ignore this and let it go because it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just that's just a weird way. I'm not even carrying that as against the film because it's kind of funny to think about. But the looks and designs of our villains and the rest of the humans just make me go, you know, y'all could have simplified this and it would have looked better. I know y'all were throwing money at this because you wanted to produce something good. Mm-hmm. And you still were kind of sort of stuck on your design for Dave, even though you redrew Dave. And I'm assuming Miss Miller, too, would have been in the comic, would have been in the show because I mean, she is the Chipette's guardian. Yeah. Which raises another question, but not right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go ahead and ask it. Why was it the Chipmunks had to convince Miss Miller to. Yeah, not the Chipettes. The Chipettes never had to talk to her. And the only reason I know, it being a very long time since I watched the TV show, like very long time, like Power Rangers was on when I was, was starting when I last watched the Chipmunks cartoon. Right. Um, I don't remember. I, I, I did not remember who owned, I say owned, who <laughs> was the guardian, guardian of the Chipettes. So this uh, Rodney Dangerfield knockoff oh my thing. gosh i did not realize until I was it's a fe- it's a female character let's it's, say that it is a female character but it looks like rodney dangerfield <laughs> gosh it's that bad mm. uh, why didn't they have to talk why did the chipettes never talk to miss miller despite the fact they're they're gu- she's their guardian i don't does know. they do, does does Miss Miller, Miller tri- the Chipettes are going some going on a trip without her? So here here's another one. Does does Miss does Miss Miller? Mind, I don't count this against the film. It's just a question. No. I have. Yeah. So that kind of makes a good point. Does does Miss Miller trust the Chipettes uh, to go on this grand adventure without her permission? Which would be weird because they're again your Brittany and Brittany's a hothead. <laughs> Plus, while they are chipmunks, they are they they are, they are all chipmunks. Yeah. It's always been kind of the way they've been. The chipmunks and the chipettes are always personified. They are a child rock group. Yeah, meaning they're probably no old. 
the oldest one of the group is probably no older than 12. I'm guessing. Yeah. It, or approximately. Maturity yeah. level wise. And I'm thinking that's Simon. Uh, <laughs> maybe also, uh, oh, what's the girl, the female Simon's name? Um, uh, uh, Jeanette. Jeanette. Those are obviously the two smartest ones. I'm guessing they're yeah. also the oldest. Uh, Possibly, yeah. So these are still children. Yes, they are children. I don't care how famous you are. You don't let children go off on their own like this. Around the world in a hot air balloon that was mysteriously given to them by two extremely rich people. One of them that laughs by raising his shoulders up and down. <laughs> My you just gosh. don't do that. I don't care how stupid Miss Miller is. Oh my gosh. So I just did a very quick Google search between the ages of uh, eight and nine years old. My point exactly. Yeah. So these are little kids. Yes. Now, granted, that's the part where your suspension of disbelief pops in. And in the middle of the movie, you didn't, I didn't notice it. So I'm moving on. Your first dislike. My first dislike. Now, granted, mine is a little bit of a rant. It's a kind of. <laughs> With mine thing wasn't. Yeah, my, mine is a little more, little more. It doesn't, it doesn't hit home for me. But it's, it's a, it's a personal pet peeve that I think uh, they have in the animation industry. They've improved, and definitely the movie industry. They definitely have improved. And I'm referring to the one song which really bothered me listening to and these two characters singing the song, talking to snakes. Yeah, the, the chip at singing, get lucky to a bunch of snakes. The, the I fact am going to point out that this is not necessarily the animation industry's problem. This was the type of songs they were choosing for the chipmunks and the chipettes to sing at the time. Oh yeah, I, I looked up what songs the shit that they have they've produced for this. Stuff, yeah, for like the, the, the for the albums. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. that's like children should not be singing this. Exactly, song. exactly. So it's, it's this idea that you're they have Alvin singing. I've got friends in low places. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm sure the lyrics are slightly changed because this happened all the time. Right. But it's like, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Well, it's actually Friends of this is about a bar, but <laughs> same difference. Same difference. Agreed. But it's this idea that like you're you're putting children, you're making children or having children sing more adult songs that are way beyond their age level. And uh, definitely with the Chipettes, like watching this film, I'm like, oh my gosh, because they're in harem outfits at this point. Yeah, the hair. It's like that blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. Now, granted, I don't think anything sexual was intended. No, I don't think so. And we but are, re- and as adults, we are reading stuff into it that was not, that is not important. They were just making them look Arabian was the thought process, except that Brittany was going to get married to the to the sheik. Yeah, the sheik, which there can't be like the just, stupid sheik, the stupid sheik. <laughs> so this the 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 he idea was also a child. Yes. So the my my rant would be is like. Uh, having children sing songs that are more adult that have lured connotations that are way beyond their age level. And the, the idea that most of the time the girls, like when they crash in the balloon, all their clothing are shredded. I'm like, wait a minute. These are children characters. And I understand it's for fun. It's for laughs. I get it. Yes. But at the same time, it'd be like, this is like, why would you do that? 
to a character that's eight or nine years old. And the thing is, if they it's, were human, yeah, they would not have done this. They would have done that. I but here's the other problem. When we both talked about this, the design for both the chipmunks and the chipettes, yeah. we only know them as chipmunks because they're called chipmunks. Yeah. They are very human looking. Yeah. Yeah, they're very much you mean like and well, they the but, no, and they have a little uh, 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 a chipmunk style nose. Yeah, but I mean anything else, it's like oh, that's just a cute drawing of a nose. Yeah, they look human. I mean, all the other versions of these characters, they don't have this human esque quality to them. They're still very chipmunkish. Yeah, chipmunky, for lack of a better term. Chipmunky, okay. Chipmunk esque. Chipmunk esque. This is the most human looking of the designs. Right. But it's just to and me, it's really bad, and it's really human on the chipettes. Yeah, very. They just look like little girls, little <laughs> girls with little noses and maybe some ears. That's about it. But just not even that much because of the true. long hair. That is true. It is very disturbing. It's very disturbing to watch, uh, and it's just more like okay, so you're putting these children in more not sexual. Uh, situations and it's just it's but they're it's just, singing songs about yeah getting lucky getting, getting hooked up yeah getting hooked up it's like to to tame snakes which is very yeah. disturbing to to watch now, granted the the animation in that sequence i think is very good oh yeah don't worry the and animation's I, great and i personally think there must have been a different song planned for it because most of the animation does not time in with the music very well yeah so maybe there was a last minute change of a song choice, possibly, and that, so it's something that kind of fit what they were, you know, fit the snake charming thing. But yeah. maybe I, I don't know. I am guessing here. Yeah, but yeah, that song is an odd choice for what is essentially little children to sing. I don't care. Yeah, who to, they are. Yeah, it's just the to me, it's just like the the. I guess you would call it exploitation in a way, of, almost of of, of young innocent characters in of the female persuasion and it's just it's disturbing beyond belief and i'm i'm hoping that well i know they they've grown past this in the industry at large but it's just like really and there's like an entire fathom out there i just i don't want to get into but it's just mm-hmm. like oh my gosh that it's just disturbing and that just that gives in to people's yeah Distur- disturbing thoughts so yeah that's just gives, gives me the willies just thinking about it just yeah that to me it's just like that entire scene and there's the almost mm-hmm. that it bothered me beyond belief right so i wanted to go in a little bit of a rant on that and yeah just say how disturbed i was be like animation yeah great movie great but some of those scenes where it's the chipettes and yeah. they're they're put in situations. I'm like, what are you doing? Either way, ran over. You're starting to repeat yourself. I know. I, I, I was I was trying to wrap up my thought. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So my second dislike, the opening theme song for this movie. Okay. Here's the thing. That theme song does fit, kind of an around the world in eighty days sort of motif. I would expect this in like something along the lines of uh, Atlantis, yeah. Lost Empire, because yeah. that kind of where it, how it starts off in kind of this university-like setting kind of fits that this highly cultured thing before the adventure starts. Here's the problem. Yeah, 
stuff like Atlantis is not a rock and roll musical. No. Sung by two rock groups that have multiple songs that you could easily pull from. This is supposed to be getting you hyped up for the adventure. Mm. And it makes me want to go to sleep. Mm. Because it's just this... I'm thinking, this sounds like the beginning of a Disney movie. And not in a good way. Right. <laughs> this sounds like the beginning of some... Like I'm about to... Like I'm watching something on PBS and I'm about to hear a lecture about uh, the the trees of Europe or something. <laughs> something, All right. something like that. Right. And it's like no, this is the opening theme music for Chipmunk Rock Musical. This doesn't sound like the opening song for a Chipmunk Rock Musical. Right. Especially when you could pull from stuff that would have fit this a lot better, even if you just. Use the song you already recorded before, such as, oh, I don't know, Eye of the Tiger. True. That would have fit this pretty good. I agree. They did do a version of On the Road again, but uh, it was more about how Alvin was tired of touring and wanted to be off the road. He didn't want to get on the road again. He just wanted to stay home and play baseball with his friends. That makes sense. I follow that, but it's like that wouldn't have fit the opening of this either. But I mean, you could... There's so many songs they could have pulled from. Yeah. That would have led into that, that would be giving you interest in the movie. And instead, it's like. Okay, this is an interesting song choice. Yeah. It should not have been the song choice (laughs) (laughs) because it makes me want to get ready for some edutainment title about. Well, okay, I, I take it back. I can see this as the beginning of an edutainment song on, on an edutainment software, like uh, not Carmen San Diego, because Carmen San Diego was awesome. Yeah. But uh, some Encyclopedia Britannica uh, Windows 95 CD. Right. It's like, it's that dull. <laughs> For the Chipmunk Adventure, which is Around the World in 80 Days style story. That's got diamond thieves and mm-hmm. uh, trying to stay away from sharks that are going to eat you <laughs> and having to charm snakes so they don't also poison you and bite yes, you. Yes, yes. And trying to stop a tribe of uh, natives from sacrificing you to their gods because they think your fat brother is uh, is going to... Br- sacrificing him is going to bring about, you know, Fortunes. It's like that is not what this opening song is telling you. <laughs> this opening song is telling you now. Open your your books to ch- page fifteen as we begin to read about the Galapagos Islands. Islands. Oh my gosh! Yeah, totally get it. Totally get it. It's just a r- bad song choice, and I wonder if this was written by. It almost feels like this story was written and. Sp- started production as something else and then they decided to make it an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie Who but knows? they already had the song written and somebody liked it and said by golly we're going to use this whether it fits or not <laughs> it's right. kind of what it feels like right that's not what it is I don't believe but c'est la vie right it is what it is and it's a 
bad choice. <laughs> What's your second dislike? My second dislike, you kind of pointed on earlier, and I thought I'd kind of expound upon it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you've ever watched any of the, the live-action hybrid movies of Albert and the Chipmunks... I've, I've seen one of them. I've seen one of them. So you, you have you probably these, saw the same one. Probably. <laughs> the Christmas movie. No, actually the, the first one. The first that live is the Christmas movie. The one where they get where Dave discovers them and they sing uh, the Christmas song, you know, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time for yes. Yeah, don't listen to that song slowed down to where the chipmunks have human voices because then Dave sounds like a demon. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So the 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 notion that these are big mega stars that people know them worldwide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like even in the the cartoon, it was the exact same thing. Yes. So you brought up the point that there's no paparazzi. There's no. no I understand they had. No, there. I understand they had a restricted budget of some kind. We don't know right. why. But the there there's no not even a notion that anybody's noticing these world famous chipmunks and chipettes are going around the world doing little pop number pop rock numbers all over the world trying to find these dolls what have you and there's no inclination about what's going on around the world that people are interested in what they're doing but it's so and, it's, if, and if there was you could have had dave involved more because you could make a series of running jokes how he keeps missing seeing either his boys or miss miller's girls on tv yeah exactly you could have had a running gag you don't have a running gag no well, you have part of one because that kind of is what's going on in athens with dave yeah for a hot second and then it's ignored right at the same at the same time it's i'm I, my only assumption would be is that ever since they had restrictions and possibly it was a part of the plot but they had to constrict it down and simplify the story like i said before to mm-hmm. help it easier for the animators to draw and with deadlines and, all. and with deadlines and all be like that could have been a, a plot point that was cut but it would have been really nice to actually see some of that the celebrity in which these chipmunks and chipmunks and chipettes have uh garnered to themselves and they're rabid fans that got to watch them and see everything they do uh it was just kind of odd and weird that that wasn't there in the story but there again understand they had a constrictions and what they could could and could not do but I, that was to me that was kind of a, a like a missing point it would and it would have made an interesting point that uh dave was missing it like every yeah. that would make even a funnier gag but alas it's not there in the film so that's my my second dislike my third dislike for this film the version of the film we saw where we found it mm-hmm. it, and it could be this it, i think it's actually a combination of things mm-hmm. but the chipmunks voices in the songs specifically mm-hmm are a little hard to understand. That they are. Now, granted, I think part of the reason I noticed this is the first song where they sing mm-hmm. is when Alvin and his group are in Mexico and they're singing that uh, Mexican song. Yeah. And they're singing it in Spanish. And I don't speak a word of Spanish. So as you can imagine, someone who doesn't speak a language, you hear the language being spoken, it does sound like gibberish. I don't mean that in a, any sort of, you know, degrading way. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Right. But uh, 
I think that's what pointed it out to me. Yeah. So when you get to some of these others, uh, where it is actually a little easier to understand what they're saying, probably because yeah. they are singing in English for me to understand it. Yeah. Uh, there, there was just so many times where I kind of wished I had subtitles. Oh, agreed. So I could at least understand what they're saying, or at least understand that they're saying something in a language I don't understand, so I can, you know, not worry about it. Yeah. And even during that that first song, and, and some of that I, I still say is has got to be up to the compression of the of the version we saw. Yeah, possibly. And also listening to that first song where the chipmunks, like he, he like Drew said. They're in Mexico City and they're seeing their first song. There's so many points where you just, there's all it is, is audio noise. Be yeah. like, you can't understand a word of it. And it was, it was so, it was possibly, irritating. They're, they're singing fast. They're singing words I don't know. And possibly another language. And another language. And I don't know if, and, and, they're, and it's going so fast that with the audio compression, I'm, I suspect, and maybe even in the original recording for all right. I know. It's is not the word the, the syllables are not distinct enough for me to be able to make out what's being said. Yeah. Even if I can't understand what's being said, I can't even tell where the word separation is. Right. And I do work around uh, a lot of Hispanics. I do too. And I at least can understand where the separations of their words are, even if I don't know what those words are. Yeah. There this I couldn't tell a cotton picking thing. Well, there again, they are chipmunks and their voices are sped up. Which is not which doesn't doesn't help doesn't help at all. And this is back when they weren't just doing a standard pitch shift to do the chipmunk voices. Mm -hmm. They were literally having to sing slower mm -hmm. so that when they sped the tape up it would sound like they were singing at the right speed, but with the higher voices. Mm -hmm. So that can mess some stuff up too if you ever tried to sing slower you kind of forget that you kind of have a hard time keeping it and by slower i mean slower than normal yeah you kind of have a hard time keeping it at the right pace because you want to speed up to mm -hmm. where the tempo of the song is mm -hmm. if you've ever had to sing a song where somebody has changed it even slightly you which happens in church all the time uh, you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they are intentionally slow, having to slow down what they're singing by a, what, a, a, by a ton. Yeah. By a lot. Taking something that's going at like uh, 120 beats per second and slowing it down to 60 beats per second, you are singing very slowly. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I am very glad that when I made that... Uh, uh, Spoiler warning, all I had to do was pitch shift because it could do that sound without me having to worry about the speeds. Wow. This is so when they were having to slow down and speed up the tape. Wow. In order to make do the effect, which is hard to do as a performer. Mm. So, yeah, that's part of the uh, that's the other part of it. Is they could have especially if they're if I don't know if uh Bagdasar the um if Ross Bagdasarian and uh, the one voicing Theodore, that's the director. I can't think of her name right now. Um, I don't know if they know Spanish enough to be able to know what they're singing other than, mm -hmm. you know, they're reading, they're singing along with the uh, the phonetic version so they can mm -hmm. pronounce words correctly. Right. But they may not know. If you've ever had to sing something in another language you don't know, you don't even know where to put the emphasis. Right. And that could be also part of the issue here. 
I'm guessing in a lot of this. Yeah. I do not know the answers to what happened with that song. And I still say a lot of the problem is probably in the recording and in our compression mm. that we had to deal with. Okay. Anyway, all that technical jargon mm. out of the way. All right. So that's my- digital compression, not audio compression. There's a difference. Moving on. Mm. So my third dislike. Uh, it kind of deals with the uh, the doll switch. Now, Grant, I may be mistaken in this, so please correct me if I am wrong. So the idea, the 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 general notion of this film is that the chip chipmunks have to give their chip at dolls to a certain area in exchange to get doll. No, they the chip, their the their chipmunk, dolls. The their chipmunk, doll. Okay, they have to get the dolls that are of that group. So the chipmunks, chipmunk dolls, and the chipettes, chipette dolls. Yeah, they have to exchange them for dolls of the other group. Yeah, that's what I was. Yes, and the other and. Uh, so in order to, so that they can claim they actually went to that place. Yes. And the version that they were sending, uh, right? The dolls they exchanged had diamonds in them, and they exchanged mm. them for dolls with money in them, even though they didn't know that's what they were doing. Right. Exactly. So there's, I'm, I'm now I'm only assuming. Now I'm only assuming where you have the uh, where the the girls are now in Egypt or Cairo. Where you know whatever. What, what, whatever part of Africa, that, they're in Egypt. It's Egypt. Let's they're just say e- Egypt because they're, they're Cairo in Egypt. A, Cairo is a city in Egypt. Yes, yeah, so they're they're in Egypt, and you get the scene where they are trying to get the dolls from the snakes. There again, I have problems with that scene, but um, also, and I could be wrong here. I just thought of this. I don't think in Egypt they have that style of harem dress. I think no. that's more of a Middle Eastern thing. Oh, I agree. I agree. But beside the point. That's beside the point. <laughs> um, so when they finally get to the, the place where all the dolls are, be like, it's all mixed up. Now, I'm assuming they took all the dolls that the girls had and just put them there. That's my guess also. That's so my guess. They grabbed all the dolls. They grabbed all the dolls. So I'm just, I'm trying to discern because there, there's a little confusion where... Be like, I, I guess I'm just I'm I guess I was, I was a little confused by the end of like where I'll be like I know there's a team trying to get, get the dolls, but the same maybe maybe I'm just maybe I was just confused. Both teams have yeah. to exchange yes, the dolls. I'm, I'm aware of this. The the people who are acting like villains who are actually trying to help the chipmunks and chipettes, even though it's confusing oh, to yeah. watch. Yes, it is very confusing. To are watch. Also trying to get the as evidence against yes, agreed Claude and Claudia, but agreed. throughout throughout most of the movie they act these and these people who Jamal is uh, working with yes out there they it doesn't help that they are drawn like bad guys yeah oh I completely agree <laughs> they look like how you would expect bad guys to look uh, so the fact that they're not actually bad guys is confusing yes. Because they act like bad guys throughout the whole thing because they're looking like they're trying to stop the chipmunks and the chipettes from making the exchanges because they are. Yes. <laughs> because they don't, the chipmunks and the chipettes don't know they're involved in an, eagle, an illegal diamond smuggling, smuggling ring. Yes. So, the, so there are parts of the film where there's a little confusion if you're, be like, yeah, you're paying, I'm paying attention, 
But at the same time, it's like, okay, are these guys working for her or work for them or work for who? Like, who's working for who? At some point, I think even the people who made this movie were confused. Yeah. As to who was working for who. I'm not the only one who's confused, apparently. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, either way. So that was my... My my little uh, predicament in this film is like okay, so who's working for who, and be like it's just trying to get, trying to balance that that uh of the the game of cat and mouse, like who's really working for who, who's working for uh, who's working reminding, for Interpol, who's this a- is reminding me of a country song. Still, you wonder who's cheating, mm-hmm. who who's being true. <laughs> And who don't even, even care, care anymore. anymore? That would be me. <laughs> I do not care anymore. Anyway, are you ready to rate this? Yes, let's rate it. What are you rating this film, Jacob? Man, I'm rating this a seven. I'd be like, I enjoyed this movie tremendously. I have a huge nostalgia for it. Uh, I do have little problems here and there. Uh, there's a little confusion, like who's like who's working for who, or as Drew said earlier, who's cheating who? Cheating who? Exactly. But either way. Anyway. Uh, so I enjoyed the movie tremendously. It's got a good plot, even though sometimes it's a little confusing here and there. Uh, overall, I enjoy it. Uh, it's a it's a blast to watch. It's definitely when you get the the girls rock and roll or the boys mm-hmm. rock and roll, whatever you want to call that song. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. There's so many great scenes. And so Wooly many, Bully. And Those Wooly are the Bully. two best songs in uh, this okay. thing. In my opinion. And Drew's band. Um but overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this film and highly, re- I would highly recommend it. Uh, good luck trying to buy it if you want to buy it on Amazon. Yes, because the movie is currently out of print. Yeah, it's uh, like you can buy it on Amazon if you're a Prime member. You might member. be able to find a used copy somewhere. You could probably buy it for about nine name bucks. <laughs> That's the DVD. Now, if I you still haven't checked uh, half price, so maybe you may have some luck there. Who knows? And Am- Amazon, they're running for like $40, $50. Yeah, and then. I think that's for the VHS. No, that's the Blu-ray. Oh, I didn't see the Blu-ray when I was yeah. looking. But anyway. Either way. So what what did you rank it? I'm giving this a 7.5. Okay. Uh, and most and that extra bump is the animation because even with the scene you had a problem with, the animation in that scene, oh, the yes. animation in gorgeous. all the scenes is absolutely gorgeous, which is absolutely ridiculous for what should have been, by all expectations and all assumptions, a Saturday morning cartoon made for TV movie. <laughs> Agree. It's a good... It, it, the animation is excellent. The music is good. It's... I kind I feel like I should rate it more, but then I remember Mrs. Miller. <laughs> Poor Miss Miller. They did... They The character designers did her dirty on this one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's where I'm going to rate it. It's at 7.5. All right. All right. Which means we need to introduce or talk about our movie for next week. Yes. It is going to be a movie that's very special to me. A movie I loved as a kid. And it is a Don Bluth movie. Yes, it is. It would be Rockadoodle. This is one of my favorites, guys. Uh. <laughs> it's one that I had a hard time... Finding a copy of, and my mom somehow found it and gave it to me for my birthday last mm. year. This So we're doing it this year. And this is a movie I have not seen before. Right. So uh, our trivia question for this movie for next week, Rockadoodle is the only Don Bluth movie to contain what? Good question. I have no idea. 
find out next week if you don't already know. I will post that in the Facebook page so you can answer there. Other than that, we got anything else before we close this thing out? No, I think we're good. All right. So, so, in, let's, what? so let's rock a doodle out of here. <laughs> in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's Photo Bin to see his photography. His letterbox page at G. George 759. His Twitter at G. George 759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast, on Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming, on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. Oh, 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 oh,